Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. So Kim, it's time for another new episode of Your Permission to Win. No, that is not the name of the show. So, Kim, it is time for another new episode of Permission to Win. Info at yourpermissiontowin.com is where you send your comments. I have to say that early because I'll get it wrong. Especially when you call the podcast the wrong name, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. All, all of our listeners out there, yes, you've come to the right place. Just FYI. And we're glad you're here. <laughs> Absolutely. Because we can't do this alone, let me just say. But today, we have identified listening. It may be a problem out there for some people. It may be something that they, they need to work on. I don't know, because I don't have a problem with it. Kim, what do you think? <laughs> I think we all have a problem with it, David, honestly. <laughs> I think listening is hard. I'm sorry, what were you talking about? <laughs> well, if you would have been listening, David. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm I'm too poor to pay attention. <laughs> There's your permission to be funny right out of the gate. There we go. <laughs> I think listening is a hard one. I think listening is one of those things that it it can cause you problems in your personal life. It can cause you problems in your business. It can cause you problems in every relationship you have. It is something that affects really everything if we don't really listen. Listening is key. I mean, obviously we grow up having to listen to your elders and things like that. And I don't know that we're going to get, get into this, but I mean, there's, there's hearing and then there's listening. Because as a kid, you were told to do things and you heard it. And you probably capitulated in some way or shape or form, but it probably wasn't what you wanted to do. And so therefore you weren't listening to learn or listening to, you're just listening to get by. Keep from being in trouble. That's the only reason. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think this goes back to your word of efforting. I think listening is something that takes active efforting. Like we need to listen like really seriously put the effort into hearing what someone is saying and not always worrying about us talking, but us listening. And I think we can learn from each other so much more by listening. We can learn, you know, what somebody's really saying or what they're trying to get across by listening. A lot of times we just take the highlights. It's almost like scanning a whole book. You just scan through and read, you know, 12 words out of a chapter. You don't really know what the chapter said. And I think that's what we kind of do with listening is we'll just kind of scan what somebody's saying and make a lot of assumptions and a lot of judgments instead of really, really understanding what somebody's saying. Yes. So many people, how many people do you know that 
are really good at one-upping. So you, <laughs> so you have this important story that you're trying to share. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Back when I was uh, a little girl, I did this, that, and the other. And so it was, you know, one up from what you just said. Well, I'm going to confess, David, I think I tend to do that as well. And not from the one up, you know, point of view, but from the getting excited, I know what you're talking about. I'm so excited. And I think that's a hard thing whenever you're trying to listen and you're so excitable. And, and I do think that that's a problem. Like I know that that's one of my problems and I work at that constantly, but it is a true problem that I struggle with is I'm so excited. I really understand what you're saying. Let me tell you why. <laughs> and I'm fighting myself to not interrupt you and, and jump in there with my thoughts on that. <laughs> cause, cause I'm, I'm totally that way. And I don't know, it doesn't really matter, I guess, what the impetus of the whole interruption or, or jumping in and, and all that, but, but basically to some degree, yes, we're excited. We want to share our knowledge, but you've always got to watch out for this will show that I'm smart too, or I'm just as smart as you, or I'm smarter than you, or I'm important. And I want you to think of me as important. You know, it's people talk about mansplaining and I got to say, I'm pretty good at it. And if you want me to explain, explain what that means, I'll, I'll be glad to do it. Just let me know. But that's what I was going to ask is what does that mean? Exactly. (laughs) Mansplaining tends to be, you know, male to female. Here's how this, you know, technical thing works. Before we were recording, we were actually talking about some creative ideas for Zoom and Clubhouse and combining those. And so I feel like at one point I was into the, well, you see, young lady, here's how that actually works. And so I was not listening to the idea. I was solving the problem. And that's maybe that's part of listening. Some fellow podcast friends of mine, the TNG podcast, which is a Star Trek the next generation podcast, they were talking about an episode that discussed being a solver or a shoulder. What is it that you need from me right now? As you come to me with this problem, do you need a shoulder or do you need me to solve what it is you're asking about? And I go so fast into solving for people. That's such a good, like such a good framing of that, because I will tell you, that's one of the things that my husband will do is he'll ask me, am I just listening? (laughs) And I love it when he does that because he cares like to listen, but it does make me giggle because sometimes it's just a thing I want to tell him things. And other times I do need a solution. But I'll tell you something else to add on to this little bit of the topic is sometimes we don't listen well enough and we are trying to solve the wrong problem. Mm -hmm. I think that's dangerous. Yeah. You pick up on the thing that excites, motivates, scares you, whatever that is. And that's not what you might refer to as the relevant conundrum to that person. 
it is it is definitely not what it is that they have a problem with but all of a sudden you have usurped the conversation and decided to use really big words to mansplain why you have already solved whatever problem it is trust me this episode is directed directly at me no it's not <laughs> it's directed at everyone that's human that's who it's directed at I think we all have this issue. I do think that it's something that, you know, and I love the whole solving our shoulder, like which one, which one we're listening for, because if we would ask that question up front, how cool would that be to get a different kind of listening? Yeah. And that goes directly to permission Mm -hmm. that goes to my expectation of what this show is all about is verbally when necessary verbally asking for permission what is it that you need me to do give me an honest answer do you want me to help you solve this or do you want me to just sit here and listen because it will be very difficult for me to sit and listen and not interject and solve your problem but i am willing to do it if that's what you need Well, and can we qualify that, David? Because I think this is another part of the, we only have so much listening we can do in a day. And I think qualifying who you're listening to and giving that shoulder to, I think is really important also. Mm -hmm. If you are worn out giving your shoulder to everyone and then you get home to your family and you don't have any shoulder left, then I think you've got to reset that so that you're listening to the people who need you the most or who you prioritize that relationship with. I, I can think of days where I'm exhausted from listening. I do listen hard, but I have so much to learn. Like I have so much farther to go, but I do make it a focus to listen. And when I've spent the day listening hard, sometimes it's my husband that comes home and he wants to tell me something exciting. And then I'm like half listening. So I feel like that's something else to be said. I'm guilty of that as well. Like I have to watch myself or that happens. That could happen every day if I would let it. Yeah. And we have to, I think we've talked about oversharing some on the show and we've talked about picking the right times when you walk in from work. Now you work, at your desk right there all the time, but you've been at work and then your husband comes home from his work, which is outside of the home. Then if you start or if he starts throwing up on you with information and you're not ready for it, then you can't be as effective. And again, it goes back to permission. You have to have a close enough relationship to be able to say, I I can't absorb right now my sponge is full. So let me decompress for a little bit and then let's have this conversation. And I think it's important to say whether it's a standard conversation or especially if it's an argument, look, I am totally happy to have this hard discussion about, you know, this, this thing that we need to decide or this struggle in our relationship or whatever it is. There's times when it's like, you've got to believe each other enough to be able to say, I need a second 
to think about this. I, I am absolutely committed to this discussion. I'm absolutely committed to you, but I can't do this right now if it's not, you know, life-saving event that's necessary to take place. And then you come back to it. And that is hard because in the heavy discussion arena, nobody wants to kick that dog again. You don't want to, you let the sleeping dogs lie. Right. And so you, to, to wake that angry animal up again is, is not preferable, but it may be necessary. That's a whole nother podcast. But as far as listening, that means you're both listening to each other. You're hearing them knowing that you can't be as effective for them. They should be listening to you and listening to you say that you are unable to engage right now and it's okay. Mm. Now, if you keep using that excuse and using that excuse, then they're going to catch on that. You're just basically avoiding the fight. But again, that comes with permission. That comes with trust. That comes with understanding. And maybe that's part of the making sure we're not giving our best to the wrong places. Mm. Because I will tell you with my sweet husband, I will, I will tell him I'm hearing every word, but I am not comprehending it. Like, I will just be honest and upfront about that. Cause I, because I think it's so important to hear each other to actually listen that that's a common thing for me is can you give me five minutes so that I can get myself together so that we can have a great conversation. And I think a conversation is if you think about the highway, especially like someplace in LA, it's zoom, 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 zoom. That's how especially women's minds work. We're going 90 miles an hour on you know, something we're going in and out of traffic, we're changing lanes, we're doing all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you want us to make a right turn. It's, it's impossible. So there's an off ramp for a reason and an on ramp. And I think that in my little visual world is really important to remember that if you are setting the stage for a great conversation, create that on ramp, create that off ramp, and make sure that you're really focused on what somebody's saying, because what somebody's saying matters. Like that's the part that I think sometimes we forget is if it's important enough for them to say it, it's, it's important enough for us to listen. Mm -hmm. And that also goes back to maintaining, let me go back to training every time you capitulate when you don't have the the bandwidth to listen properly. You're training them that now is the right time. You walk in the door, you half listen, you do a thing versus retraining and getting permission to postpone this conversation for a few minutes or whatever it might be. Every interaction we have with other people is training. And so if I don't do something, if I don't stop you from overloading me, then I'm telling you that it's okay to overload me. They may not know that you're overloaded. So maybe that's implied training. Yes. You know, we are not maybe saying that out loud, but it is definitely implied that 
I'm the one to come and back up the garbage truck and, and tell me all the things. And I can tell you right now, I have a boom gate for that. Yeah. If you come looking for relief because you're going through something and you come looking for a solution, you truly are wanting something better or to change something, I will go the distance. But if you are coming to complain and I have a really hard boom gate about someone complaining about their husband, like I have a really hard boom gate with that because either you want that husband or you don't want that husband. But if you are continually telling all your hens around you, all the women around you, how bad they are, then don't come and talk to me about it. Like, I'm just going to say that out loud. Don't, don't come and talk to me. If you're in a bad situation and you need some sort of a plan to get out of that situation because it's not safe, that's a different story. But I'm just talking about the gripey, fussy stuff that I, I don't have those kind of conversations because I don't choose to. Mm-hmm. I will excuse myself from those kind of conversations. And you train me by if you continue to bring those kind of conversations, I will not have time available. Like I will not make time for that kind of conversation. Like it, it, it's contagious how we talk to each other. So I think the listening does have to have that. And Carrie's the one that taught us the word boom gate. But I think that that's a great picture of the solver or the shoulder I am definitely a shoulder when somebody needs that, but I am not the shoulder for trash dumping. Like I am not or gossip. When it comes to listening, it's a matter of being focused on the other person. And I really struggle with the black mirror that I carry around with me all the time. And my black mirror is made by Apple. It's called an iPhone. Uh, Other people have different types of black mirrors, but that black mirror where we are getting validation or we're getting appalled or whatever it is that that news that that device is bringing to us or false satisfaction through playing a little game or whatever it is, then that is very difficult to extract yourself from, to pay attention and listen to those around you. And I am totally guilty of that. It's something I need to focus on and, you know, check with me in a few episodes and, and see if I've even bothered to try, but it's something I need to do. It's something for sure that, that we all struggle with that device. So you bring up a like a really great part of this conversation, and that is when you're listening to someone, if you are distracted by 27 notifications and 43 interruptions, when you are doing that, you're there's no possible way you can be listening. So when I have a conversation, I will clarify quickly, I am here or I'm distracted. Like I will put that out there, even with our team, I will say that because there are times when I am going to be interrupted and I'm going to give you that information up front. I'm going to be on here. I'm going to be listening, but I am going to be distracted because I'm waiting on a message from someone or I'm seeing something else. 
otherwise I take it as the same as a, a podcast recording. We have our notifications off. We're totally focused on like this conversation. We're, we're totally focused on these things. If I don't treat you that way, like for example, when you've called me and I've been driving, I think that's a good example. I tell you right up front, I'm driving. So I'm, I am listening, but I am also paying attention to driving. And knowing that up front changes the understanding of the other person of what's going on. If you call me and I'm not driving and I am totally paying attention to you, you're going to notice a difference. Multitasking is a fallacy. It doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't actually exist, especially when it comes to listening, because chewing, walking and chewing gum are about the closest things to multitasking. I think that humans can do. Not me. <laughs> I can't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right. So truth be known. Uh, now we know that Kim cannot walk and chew gum at the same time. So. No newsflash, David. Everybody that's ever <laughs> known me knows this. <laughs> so she can breathe and she can walk at the same time. We, I guarantee she can do that. So that's multitasking at the highest level. But dealing with texts on your phone while you try to have a conversation. Again, we, we train, especially our children, we train our children, you know, how we're going to behave with them. And they know what to expect that's if you've ever had a child in your arms as a, as a toddler or, or so, and they reach over with two hands and they put their hands on either side of your face and they spin your face to look at them. That's what we want. That's what we want out of listening is, you know, I don't think that would go well in today's society to reach over and just grab somebody's face and turn them toward you. But that's what we all want. That's what we desire. And it hurts when we don't get somebody's full attention. And I am very guilty of it. So maybe this brings up the levels of listening, because mm -hmm. I think there are definite levels. If I'm on a, like a Zoom with a client and I'm looking in their eyes mm -hmm. and I am listening to what they're saying because I listen intentionally. That is a different level than cooking dinner, dinner, playing music, just chit-chatting with my husband, like, you know, dancing around the kitchen, just doing that kind of stuff. That's a different level of listening. Mm -hmm. I am listening to him because we're, you know, we're chattering. But when I am on something and it's eye to eye and it's intense and it's intentional, that is a different level of listening. I want that kind of listening when I'm talking about really important things to me. It doesn't even mean that somebody else will think it's as important as I do, but that's the kind of listening I want. And that's the kind of listening I do my utmost to, to do myself because I want that from someone else. That's what I want to do for someone. And you're right. There, there are times when, Full attention is not required. It's a converse, it's a chat, right? So you're, you're just kind of not quite killing time, but you're kind of killing time being in each other's presence and just sharing a moment versus 
you're dealing with an issue that's heavier than a chat. You need someone to help you with a burden. That's the kind of listening that requires much more focus. And that is when you will lose people if you cannot provide that focus. That is what happens, I think, in so many marriages. The person needs someone to give them that listening attention. And if they can't get it, the need doesn't go away. So they go and they find it somewhere else. And so that is a definite, obvious problem that listening creates or not listening. That's a danger zone. Absolutely. Like that, that's a super danger zone. And I feel like that's in true of all relationships, like personal, business, all of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like people try to say something and maybe they're having a hard time saying it. And we don't allow the time for them to get to what the hard stuff is that they need to say. And then we, we are so shocked when something happens, like, you know, someone asked for a divorce. Well, you didn't list for, listen for 20 years, like, but that's not the thing that comes to your mind. This is such a shock. I never saw this coming, but the communication wasn't there. The listening wasn't there. And I think that's true in business too. We have a client that leaves or we have, you know, we leave. I think all of that is just part of this conversation we want to open the door to of how do you listen? How do you interact? How do you keep yourself on the level of listening you need to be? How do you make that a priority for the right people? I think that that's, you know, that's just a great part of this conversation, giving ourselves permission to really listen. One of my personal beliefs is that everyone should wear name badges at all the times, not just at conferences or events. Everybody should have a name badge on and it should say, hello, my name is, and then now you know their name because I'm horrible with names. But <laughs> that said, a follow-up to that, another, another brilliant idea of mine is that we can have mood rings or mood identifiers or, you know, level numbers or whatever it is. And that way we would legit communicate with each other, whatever it is we need. You know, I need to talk to you about this. And the indicator shows the level of importance that that person has about that topic. And so we, we know, oh, I need to give them a four out of five or I need to give them a two out of five, whatever it is that they need. And, and that, again, that goes back to permission. I have a friend who is a pastor and he has fellow pastors and they keep each other accountable. And this is before texting and, and direct communication and whatnot and cell phones. But when they would call the church and the, the church administrator would, would answer the phone, if any one of those guys was in a position where he needed that advice from, from the pastor, his, his friend, he would say, tell him it's Clyde calling. And when she heard that he, she knew whatever was going on sh short of uh, they're in the middle of a marriage ceremony at the church, she was to interrupt whatever it was he was doing and, and, and put that call through. 
because that was the level. It was a Clyde level. I've made that Clyde level call to him and it was valuable to have him there at a moment's notice. So that goes back to the indicator of it's a safe word as it were. What is it that you need to know about me that I, cause I am in a situation where I have to have somebody that can listen to me and provide some sort of, for me, it was a solution that I was looking for, but you know, let's just be honest with each other. Let's give each other permission to, to bounce these ideas back and forth and know when it's vital and when it's less vital because it's always vital. Those friendships are key. Relationships are key. I love this conversation. You know, my husband has top priority. He can interrupt whatever he needs to with an SOS. That's our, like, that's our Clyde (laughs) term. My son can do the same. And then we also have clients who there is no possible way I could speak to all of them in one day. And they also know the SOS. If they're having something that is truly, you know, something super serious, like a Clyde moment, they can send that SOS and that gets my attention. Mm -hmm. And it, what it does is it sets the table for the expectation, which is great because sometimes we don't know. You may have somebody walk into your space, your office, your telephone, your whatever that space is, and they're trying to hold it together, but you are either distracted or they're doing such a good job. You can't tell that they're desperate and all of a sudden they've gone sideways and you're like, whoa, what's, whoa, where'd this come from? And they may say, I've been trying to explain this to you for 10 minutes and you've not been listening. I am in a dire situation and I need your help or just needed to talk. So I think it's on us as listeners to be responsive. I think it's on others as tellers, talkers, whatever you want to say it to be respectful because you can't demand somebody else's a hundred percent all the time. That's just not, that's just not an option. So you have to be respectful. You have to, you have to dole out those moments of focus, you know, not too generously. You've got to be fairly stingy with when those happen. So one last example I can think of for my life and my business is Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are my client and mastermind days. I take three days a week that I am 100% intentional and focused super hard on whatever they need. I know that my listening skills grow every single week because I am more and more intentional. Like I, I am learning along the way and this is a 55 year learning. (laughs) Um, But I think it's important to know that, that if you call me on another day than those three days, you may not get the listening that you want. I may not even answer because the other days are for other things. And part of that is to recoup my listening, recoup from giving a hundred percent and then coming back to the table fresh the next week. 
So I think that setting ourselves up to listen, doing the on-ramp, the off-ramp, making it very specific to those Clyde moments or SOS moments, making sure that, you know, our listening is for the right people. I just think all of those are super important. And I'm talking to me right now, just as a reminder to me of this is really important. This is super important. And I'm giving myself permission live <laughs> to, to do a better job of this. Well, that's what we want here is your thoughts and ideas about ways that people can listen better, things that you have learned from listening, because listening is key. Listening is, sometimes listening is how you win the battle if you're in a war. <laughs> but share with us at info at your permission to win, almost lost it again, info at your permission to win.com. And we will listen to what you have to say about listening. We would love to. We would love to hear how you listen better so we can learn from you. Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Mm-hmm.